Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Vikings. I am your host, Austin Baker, here with Brian McKinney, Cora from Woodbury, who's filling in for Sal Spice this evening, and Ron Saw. That's the panel. We're going to go through Vikings Bears in week five at US Bank Stadium. The Vikings are three and one, and the Bears are somehow two and two, treading water with a somewhat deficient of talent roster. We shall see how they play the Vikings. Those teams usually have a wacky game between one another, but it will be in Minneapolis, and the Vikings are trying to keep control of the NFC North. Foremost, though, football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends on Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always and fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. The first uh, topic on the docket tonight, I want to talk about you know, four games through the season. This used to be a point in the season where you could call the, the one-quarter mark. You know, teams divvy it up sometimes. I think they probably still do. Uh, but Cora, welcome back to the show. I want to talk to you about, oh, yes. yeah, how you been? Good. Pretty good. You know, awesome. living, loving life. Yeah. Um, I feel like my, uh, I need blood pressure medicine medication after every single game still. Yeah. Still. And, I was about um, to say, I'm going to start billing the Vikings. I was going to say, just pop your bottle from last year because you should yeah. already have it on hand. Yes. Yeah, so for some reason, when the 2020 season started, all of a sudden Vikings, the team was like, we're just going to do close games like the chargers from now on, because I swear to God before that, from the start of the Zimmer era through 2019, we had the fewest, I think it was 31st. We ranked 31st in one score games. We either got our asses kicked or we won 24 to like 10, but we digress. All right. So through four games, Cora, I think you'd have to say Justin Jefferson is the team MVP, even though he had two quiet games, but he's the one that puts the butts in seats. He's the one that dictates kind of how the game goes, how life goes. Other than Justin Jefferson, ma'am, who would you consider the Vikings MVP? Um, One of two. Um, they're both on special teams. Oh, oh, wow. And I will go, can I say, can I say both of them? Yeah, and this, well, there's, there's, the there's no rules here. So yeah. Ryan White, right. Right. And mm-hmm. Greg Joseph. Both of because them. Because okay. Greg last game, first game he's ever made five field goals in a game. So that's a huge accomplishment for him. And he's been doing really well besides the missed, you know, extra point, but whatever. We'll, we'll say whatever that, but Ryan, Wright. 
I, I can't say his name apparently. <laughs> Ryan Wright has been doing awesome. Mm-hmm. And like, I I mean, he's been killing it. The cool part about day. that is like it like it's like the competition came out of nowhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And Just, he like and he took it and ran with it, and all he does is boom kicks and complete <laughs> fourth down passes. Now, so. Right. Yeah. And like he just he just came out of nowhere. He's doing really, really well. And I feel like he has to be MVP other than Justin Jefferson, because what other fan base knows their punter's name? <laughs> I think and it's it was. been a while to your credit. It's been a while that we've had a punter that can flip the field position the way that he has, like yeah. probably since Mitch Berger, like we've mm-hmm. had good punters in the past, like Cluey, whatnot. They've been good, but they've been hang time type guys or right. you know, low returns. He he literally flips field position, which has been great because our defense hasn't, <laughs> you know, been great. Did I read somewhere that he was a quarterback in high school? I'm sure most of the punters are like they're all pretty good athletes as it is. That's and, fair. Yeah, because I thought I read somewhere that he was a quarterback in high school, and they were like, "Oh, you're going back to your roots with that fourth <laughs> down completion." Well, yeah, and then I mean, he would he would have had to be built like. Culpepper, if if he was the current stature, he would have looked right. like Culpepper out there. And you are correct. Um, it appears at uh, let's see, where am I? Uh, San Ramon in California. Oh, yep, nice. he he played quarterback during his junior and senior year. So there uh, you go. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the prettiest pass in the world, but you wouldn't expect no. it to be. And it was completed to Jalen Naylor, also a rookie who's been on our show. His first complete comp- uh, career reception. All right, so Cora's got us covered on special teams, uh, Ron. Can't be Jefferson because he's the obvious choice outside of Jefferson. Who's the through week four MVP? Well, for me, I think it's actually pretty easy. And I would even argue, including Jefferson, that yeah. he has it. Um, and I know it's not just hyping him because it's, uh, you know, Brian McKinney's our uh, co-host, but Christian Derrissaw. Um, I mean, he like he doesn't allow knock on wood, but he hasn't been allowing pressure. And him in the run game, he's been dominant. Like he... He's every bit the first round pick tackle that you want. Um, and obviously with the time he missed last year to start the season, um, you know, there's always that like, okay, he's going to, he was looking the part, but then how's he going to do after his first off season into his first full year as a starter? And man, he's been nothing but impressive. Um, I know in the summer they were given the comps um, yeah. of Trent Williams <laughs> and which obviously like you don't want to put that on a young kid right off the bat, like one of the best to do it. Um, and But man, he's looking the part he's, it, it makes it, um, it just helps the offense obviously when you don't have to worry about the blind side for the quarterback, but obviously being able to then run behind him um, and, you know, use that versatility. So for me, hands down, he's been the, the most consistently best player on the team because Jefferson did have that 14 yard game. Um, and then even that game where it wasn't his best against slay, um, whereas mm-hmm. Dare soft doesn't matter who's lined up against him. He's, he's been great. The thing uh, I remember when those Trent Williams comps started to happen and you know, I write for Vikings territory. I was like, do I really want to proliferate this? You know, like, am I jinxing this? Is this too much? Am I, am I being a Homer editor of this website? Because, you know, it was the Vikings coaching staff that was saying it. And then I think like Albert Breer and Pete Prisco stopped by the camp and they reported on it. I'm like, well, I guess if they're running with those comparisons, like yeah, it just felt a little dicey. But it, it, it appears that they got away with it. Did not also, always, I'll also always have a special bond to with theirs. Not just because we had them on, but because for years, like I 
tout like a certain person leading up to the draft. And, yeah. you know, some of them have not worked, you know, because I was big <laughs> on Laquan Treadwell. I was big on Gladney. I was not big on Jefferson. So there, I've had a few years where like, it was looking grim. Uh, but then the fact that I remember, you know, on the show um, right after the uh, championship game played and it was I was on the Darisaw bandwagon and uh, mm-hmm. so it's good to see him you know be what more than what I was expecting so that's good Mac, welcome to the show sir how are you thank you sir I'm late no it's all good hey so you and I you and I have covered so to speak five Bears games together and I always give you the opportunity to tell a Bears memory or your favorite Bears memory do you have one for us tonight I'm uh, probably going to Gibson's restaurant the night before <laughs> Yeah. for the game. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. I'm trying to think, like, I felt like it was always windy when I went there. Yeah. I don't remember, like, anything too specific. I mean, we had Tommy on. Yeah. We talked about me injuring him. So I don't really, I don't really recall too much. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, we're talking about some of the standout players outside of Jefferson, and uh, the baton was to me, I think, Outside of Jefferson, uh, Darisaw was on my list. It's also Dalvin Tomlinson on defense because if you look around the landscape of defense, he's really the only player that hasn't had a blah game or a game that stunk or was underwhelming. Um, So I would say that his consistency, he leads the Vikings in pro football focus grade, 80.5. He'd probably be mine. And then uh, Zedaria Smith has also been a contributor. And then Brian O'Neill would just kind of give him the Tom Hanks treatment where it's like, oh, he was great in that movie. And like, of course he is. He's Tom Hanks. That's how we are with Brian O'Neill these days. Right. Suddenly. Yes. Yeah. So where are you at tonight, Brian? Are you in Atlanta or what? I'm still in Atlanta. I leave this weekend. Oh, all right. Cool. Cool. We have, we'll, we'll, we'll be seeing you here in about my goodness, a week and a half. We're coming down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cora, are you going to a road game this year? No, no. You no. haven't convinced the husband that you need to hit the road for one. No, having him as a husband slash the, uh, I don't think I want to bring the kids with, and we don't have anyone to watch our crazy trio. You don't have any of their grandparents in town or they just. Well, my mom works weekends during the fall. So no. I see. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm, I'm, So this one for Miami, I'm not bringing children. I do have uh, a grandparent, one of their grandparents lined up. So thankfully we have that. However, my kids are also getting to the age where you don't have to worry about that anymore. Like, oh, how will they act? Um, So this one, we're not not bringing them with. But I think from here on out, especially next year, my kids are 11 and 6. And so they're out of the phase of, all right, are they going to be terrorists tonight? For the most part, Ron, you're getting I there, sir. I affectionately <laughs> refer to them as chaos tornadoes. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, uh, Ron, my kids are young enough where, uh, like, yeah, like being three and and one and a half. Um, it, but now at least they're old enough where they can be left with, um, you know, my in-laws or whatnot, and can be all right. So, yeah. Tell me, Ron, back to football. What do you fear, if anything, about Week Five against the Bears? You know, honestly, like, um, I know it's, it's hard to, to, to think of one thing that I fear, obviously like any type of L is going to be awful. Like that's the worst, like it, even if it's a game where you play a, a flawless game and you lose, you're then being outperformed by this Chicago bears team. And, you know, Justin Fields where, you know, he, they don't have trust in him to throw the football. He hasn't shown he's been able to, because Again, not because of him necessarily, but lack of weapons, lack of offensive line, 
just not a good situation for him. So that would be the ultimate fear. But in reality, I think if there's one thing, it's if we, and I hate to use the play down to the competition, but if we look like we're, and I know it's a division game and those are always different, but if we look like we belong on the same field as the Bears or if they belong <laughs> on the same field as us, um, whether or not we win, whatever, that to me, I think would set, would be a bad taste um, because there's no area that the Bears have that they are better than the Vikings um, in any which way, whether it's, you know, offensive linemen, quarterback, player, receivers, anything on the defense. They have good players. Roquan Smith is an elite player, one of the best to play. Um, you know, Jalen Johnson at cornerback, he's very good. Eddie Jackson's having a revival um, after having a down year last year. So they have good names, but at collectively, there's not a thing that they do better than the Vikings. And this should be a game that the Vikings do come out and kind of steamroll them and get kind of that momentum after having a couple of back-to-back tough wins. Um, But this is the kind of, in my opinion, the get-right game, home game before a tough road game coming off of an emotional London game. So a lot of things, um, you know, to deal with there. uh, But, uh, you know, it's we'll get to predictions later. But if, if we look like the same class of Bears, that could be concerning. Yeah, and Ron, Ron, I was going to ask Ron a question. Who do you think is a better team, the Bears or the, the Lions? I think the Lions at this point. Okay. Um, I think, you know, and they're showing it like because they're the high, I think the highest scoring team in the league. The problem <laughs> is they give up the most points. Um, and they also have pieces on defense as well. But um, the Bears, it's hard to look at their at least their offense, their specialist players, and um to see at least even a direction that they're heading Um, because the rookie, their rookie receiver, he's 25 years old. So it's not like you have a 20 year old that can (laughs) develop it's and everyone's just kind of taking a step back. And I don't know if it's from Eberflus um, and his, the coaching style or, you know, uh, Ryan pace and just what he's trying to build. So hopefully, I mean, I, not that I want to see the bears good, but I always want to see, the, the competition because you know you as a, like the vikings will only get better as their opponents get better and if the lions packers and bears are always a legit fight for them mm-hmm. then i think that that's the best chance to see a viking super bowl is to have competition within the division bryant on the bears roster outside of maybe Rokon Rokon smith in the middle like the vikings just head to toe every area have better personnel and so, uh, is there any fears that come to your mind when you watch this game Sunday? Um. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I feel like they just, go out, just need to go out there and just every person be the best at their position. Cause I mean, you don't want to take a game like this could be a sleeper game. If they know, if they're aware of the team being like not as good, and, you know, normally for me, it was always Detroit, but now it's not like <laughs> this season is the bears. So you don't want this to be a sleeper game. You're coming off a high emotional win coming from um, London against, you know, New Orleans and don't sleep on his rival. Just, just always keep in mind, this is still your rival. As a player, Brian, when you're 
like obviously when you know you're better than the other team, like obviously in the media and everything, they call it that prototypical trap game. Is that something that's ever brought up in the locker room? Like where the coaching staff like emphasizes that, like don't be trapped by this game or is that kind of, yeah, it, it can be a trap game because then it's like you're looking past the, the Dolphins already. You right. know what I'm saying? So this is probably why it's a trap game. You're coming from London. Um, like I said, a win over the uh, the Saints, and then you're coming to this game that you're like, yeah, we should beat them. And now we're looking ahead to see, figure out how we're going to do against the Dolphins. So this would probably be the trap game. Thankfully, it is against the Bears, so I think there's enough culture in the locker room that says mm-hmm. this is this is Bears week, so we can't you know, dick around. I'm banking on that. Anyhow, uh, Cora, my two fears are pretty self-explanatory. The bears actually run the ball pretty well because they do it a lot and the Vikings don't stop the run very well. So there's yep. a chance, there's a chance that we get into this time of possession upside down where the bears move the sticks on the ground. And then we're sitting there going, come on. And then my other one is that Ed Donatel is notoriously poor at stopping mobile quarterbacks. So in theory, if there's every game to stop that it's this one. However, if Fields was to have a welcome to the NFL game, it would probably be against a coordinator like Donatel, who, for the life of him, can't stop mobile quarterbacks, especially last year with the Broncos. So I don't think Knowing that, the Vikings, it would be. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I don't think that I don't think that will happen. But it's one of those uh, you know irrational fears that I might have. What is yours if we didn't steal them all from you already? Well, I was I had a couple, but um, if we are kind of. If we are close in this game, <laughs> the utter meltdown that's going to happen just all, all over the place. But in all honesty, Roquan Smith is my fear. I have him on one of my fantasy leagues Ooh. and uh, he is killing it every week. Every week, I feel like I want to pull him out and I'm like, no, 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 we'll see how it goes. And he is killing it every single week. So, and I know that, I mean, we're getting there. We're almost good, but you know, we still, our offensive line still has some work to do. We're better. We're average, you know, better than last year where we weren't, Mm -hmm. but I definitely fear for him and just kind of like the miscommunication we've been having, you know, I feel like I think he's going to be a menace. And I do want to like kudos to him. Um, like, cause the situation obviously where he doesn't feel wanted there, and, you know, ask for a trade for him to come out and to continue to be that dominant player that he is. Because we've seen players where it's gone one of two ways where, you know, you you don't want me here. Like, I'm 24, 25 years old. I'm going to yeah. play for myself. Like, but, man, he's out there. And, yeah, he gives it all 100% of the time. So, now, if he wants to come and join the Purple next year, I'll be extremely happy with that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, kudos to him. Cora, the Vikings injury report is surprisingly skimpy in a good way. Um, For Andrew, so long. Yeah, and, and and now, like, if you, unless something weird pops up on Thursday, everybody is going to play. And I don't remember the last time I've just seen a clean injury report. Of course, Lewis Seen is out because of the broken leg. It's his birthday today. He's 23. Uh, but Andrew <laughs> Booth. What was his final? Fractured um, ankle and then yeah. I think ligament damage as yeah. well. Uh, it was one of the compound fractures where the bone goes through the skin that's why is that like a how long of a recovery is that oh he won't be around until at least next september is that like a career type thing or it can be but it's not in this circumstance unless his recovery goes wonky but yeah he's good as gone until at least september blah 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 next year um but andrew booth is back he's been gone for almost a month now with the quad thing and this was the knock on him coming out of the draft was injuries 
Um, does it give you encouragement that he could be folded into the mix in the next month or so? I do. I thought he looked super awesome during training camp. And like when he did play, I mean, he was playing up to people that no one was expecting him playing up to. So I, I would like to say yes. And you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, but, he was the unceremoniously Ron was slid back to the Viking CB five or CB six. They kind of quietly did it and put Evans ahead of him. So I don't know that because he's back, it means that he's going to go out there and, you know, play half the snaps. It probably won't happen. Right. But Ron, do you expect him to, you know, get interwoven into a defense, a secondary that hasn't been great? I, th- I think he will be. And I think this is the game to do that. Um, because again, like the bears aren't boasting, um, a receiving core that's going to go out there and dominate. So now is the time to kind of get his feet wet, you know, against the guys that they're throwing out there because the following week, like, again, like us as fans can look ahead. Like if I hope the players don't the following week, <laughs> you're going to need, you're going to need cornerbacks out there uh, because with Waddle and Hill and with their speed, they're going to run. Like I, you could be the best corners out there, but you're, they're just going to run you tired. Um, so just like how the Packers, like after Moss, torched them like all they did was draft cornerbacks the next year um because they just needed to stack up on them um we're gonna kind of have to to have guys ready to do that and especially with those two receivers um we those are physical corners booth and evans are physical so rather than trying to run with them because you're not going to try to be physical with them so i'd like to see him uh you know, not play the whole game, but just get mixed in with Dantzler, with Peterson, kind of see how they gel together and go from there. And I do think this is a good a good game to get him in. I mean, if he's healthy, if he's ready to go kind of thing, because, I mean, it's, like you said, it's not a lot of, I mean, it's obviously a lot of pressure because whatever, but like, they're not doing really well. So this could give him like a boost of confidence that he needs or give him that experience without potentially causing too much of an upset and too much of a ripple if he doesn't do well. So I feel like this could be a game that he could get in and play in, whether he does or not, you know. Yeah, I think he'll be off the injury report, which is good news for him. So he's at least eligible. He played two special team snaps, and that was it against Packers. Uh, Bryant, the Bears have... Nine former Vikings players, and I think five of them are on the active roster. When you played against either former teammates or friends, was it extra fun, extra weird, or how was it? Um, it was combination. Depending on who it was, combination <laughs> of both. Like it was weird, like lining up, but then then again, it kind of felt like practice. Yeah, who it was? Um, and then sometimes it could be fun, like. I played against, you know, Avery was my college teammate, but I played against him as a Viking. And, like, so that was, like, kind of fun to me. So it, it just depends on who it is, like, your relationship with them. Okay. Uh, yeah, so on the former Bears front, like I said, they got Oodles. They got the fullback, Kari Blasting game. Dakota Dozier's on IR. He won't play. Practice squad guys, DeMarquise Gates, Harrison Hand, Jalen Holmes. And then the active roster guys, Riley Reef. Backup quarterback Trevor Simeon, who's with the Vikings in 2018. Amir Smith-Marset, who was shockingly released about a month and a half ago. And then Armin Watts, who also was shockingly released, I think, the day before Amir Smith-Marset. Those guys will probably actually play, although Smith-Marset hasn't been targeted very much in the Vikings offense. But there's something about this new Bears front office that enjoys 
ex-Vikings personnel, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I would say expect them to have pretty decent games because, like, they'll want to kind of show off their, you know, skills against the Vikings because that was their former team. I hear you. All right, Ron, you teased predictions about five, six, seven minutes ago. Let me hear your prediction and why. Uh, giving an actual score is tough because I don't know what uh, I, I don't know what numbers settle on. Um, but I do. I think this is the game where uh, not everything comes together, but more things come together than not. And I think we do win by three scores. So I have us winning by seventeen, as you know, flabbergasted and that is. Um, so whether that's Dang. you know twenty-seven to ten or thirty-four seventeen, I'm not sure. Uh, but I think that we win it pretty handily um and you know maybe with a last drive field goal to put it to that 17 um <laughs> but uh i mean i don't i don't see it being i don't see it being a sweat for us yeah, as fans that is not for them we're due for one of those uh cora i think you joked i think it was off air about your blood pressure medicine about how <laughs> they're doing it to you again the last two years has just been riddled with close games and so far we've had a couple in 2022 do you think this bears game will be close give us a prediction score if you will i think it'll be close yeah yeah i do i mean if it wasn't if we weren't coming back from london and we it wasn't like a home bears game Mm -hmm. mainly just london if we weren't coming back from london i would say that we would totally win i still think we are gonna win because the bears haven't won on the road i mean we played two games but the bears haven't won yet on the road we haven't lost yet at home, so I do feel like we'll win because we have that advantage. But coming back, I just feel like everyone will realize why you usually have a bye week after uh, international travel. Mm-hmm. I still think we'll win, but I think it's going to be another like frustrating. You can tell the players physically that normally you have a bye week to recover. So Vikings by how many? say by like two scores whether it be like i mean it's going to be one of those frustrating games where it's like they're ahead by like a field goal and then they score a touchdown or they're ahead by a touchdown and they score a field goal so not like two touchdowns but like 10 points okay but it'll be towards the end where they like drive it in but yeah i still don't i still feel like it's going to be frustrating because they're just going to be tired i was going to say i was going to say a 10 point game i was going to say 24 to 10 i was going to say 24 14 and I just felt like one side of the ball was going to get to a slow start in the first half. All right. Uh, I have a little bit more lopsided. I'm more aligned with Ron. Go figure. I am 31-13 Vikings because, although I do believe Ooh. in both of your... 31-13. I do, yeah, because I kid you not, the Bears nice. roster is really... It's weird that somebody put that together and thought this is what we need for our developmental quarterback. It is weird. It's so yeah, devoid of talent at key <laughs> spots. Like, and I, I, I don't mean to to disrespect any of those players out there because Mm-mm. I think it is more of a general manager thing. But when you look up at or when you look at it up and down, it's they did not set Justin Fields up to be the best version of Justin Fields that he can be. Um, and yeah. even like on the defensive side, like there's they have some talented players but overall it's like they have Roquan Smith no other linebackers you know worth the damn they traded Khalil Mack they didn't add anything in in pass rush um so that's where again I look at it it's they I'm not saying they're the worst team in the league although they're not far from it but man I haven't seen a roster this depleted for a long time 
Yeah, usually I give the speech on one of my other shows. Um, usually sometime in uh, the summer, you go through and you look at every team's roster, if you're weird like me. And almost every team, even like the Texans this year, you look at them, you're like, you know, that's not that bad. And you start to talk yourself into it. But then you have to compare it to the rest of the rosters in the league, and it just doesn't line up. Same thing with the Bears. You could be like, oh, yeah, Byron Pringle, I could see him getting 800 yards or something. You talk yourself into it, and then then you start looking at, all right, look at the Bills roster, and you're like, oh, my God, this is like high school versus professionals here. So, yeah, I, I think that the, the Vikings do have a get-right game. Don't look flawless, but it's enough to take care of the Bears by, yes, in that case, 18 or so. And it's a, I will say this, like, you know, Cora, with your point on the, the travel and everything, the one thing that at least that I look at that maybe will help you compensate for that, they came back right after the game on Sunday. So they were back early. So then it turns into a normal week, which yeah. again, it, that I think is beneficial. And, you know, yes, I know. But that long really, flight can drain you too, though. And you know, oh, it's being sure. dehydrated all that time too, being on planes. Because that's about and like it was a quick turnaround. Minutes. And I wonder yeah. if the, the short amount of time there, the quick turnaround there, I wonder if that takes into anything so you're not truly acclimated to london time and that kind of thing so i I mean it'll be interesting what happens but i still think that i still think they might not it may be one of those things because we're home but it it may be one of those things that there will be a lot that the nfl learns like or teams learn from this like as far as when to travel doing these international games or whether or not to have a bye week after so um because it is like the first time have a bye I week? I don't think they do. But no, no, okay. nobody has a bye week yet. If you if you play, if you study your fantasy football teams, you should know the bye weeks. I don't have any Saints on my team. That's the thing. It's I don't either. <laughs> all right, group. That, that's all we got for tonight. We'll be back Monday to recap whatever happens, either with a four and one, four and one team or a three and two team, and we'll begin to size up Miami week. Exciting! We'll be there. Hell yeah! We'll be there. All right, we'll see you guys Monday. Okay. Thanks, Cora. Have a good one. Have a good night. Later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.